0: Are you ready to wake up? You are now entering Dreamland. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Now Entering Dreamland, a podcast about dreams, sleep, and everything in between. Welcome back to those of you who have been to Dreamland before. We're happy to have you back. And welcome to those of you joining us for the first time. It's a Sunday, and that means I am releasing a new episode of this podcast. And today, I am going to focus this episode about a sleep issue that I deal with, and I've dealt with for most of my adult life, and that is insomnia. I talk about insomnia on this podcast uh, via an interview, a few interviews back with comedian Noah Goldstein. So plug here um, if you haven't listened to that episode. It's actually very enjoyable. This episode though is going to be a discussion with me and I'm going to talk about a few things that help my insomnia and a few things that exacerbate it. So some tips to deal with it and some tips to... Maybe some tips to avoid, or try to avoid insomnia, because I know it is different for every single person. Just a note before this episode begins, but I am not a doctor or a medical professional or an expert in this in any way. I'm just trying to relay what helps me deal with my insomnia. So just to start... A background about me and my sleep issues as I detail in this podcast I have a lot of sleep issues and that includes sleepwalking and night terrors and uh, just a you know sleep paralysis and very vivid dreams but in addition to all of that um, since I was about a teenager I would say or maybe even a little bit younger than that I've gone through periods of time that it's been very very difficult for me to fall asleep which is also known as insomnia just trouble falling asleep and it's ranged in severity um, over the years Um, you know in college when I was college age I used to um, pride myself on how little sleep I needed or I'm putting needed in air quotes um, because everyone needs sleep which is something I found out but I used to pride myself on how little it seemed that I need to sleep because I would maybe uh, take little naps during the day, maybe two, three hours um, when I had a break in between classes. But I would pull technically all-nighters working through the night, just finishing up papers and assignments. And then I would grab a cup of coffee from my dining hall and a bagel and would go to morning classes and would be able to power on with just a few hours of sleep here and there. Uh, which that's bad. That's very (laughs) unhealthy. And I'm glad I don't do that anymore. Um, You know, but the first time I remember really having trouble falling asleep was, I think when I was around 13 or 14. So yeah, teenager age, I think would be the best way to describe that. And I remember just really, really struggling to to fall asleep for for an unknown reason. It it was difficult to fall asleep until around 2am. And I actually remember I got so tired uh, one, one semester, I actually remember falling asleep in Spanish class and my, my Spanish teacher was very, very upset at me, um, for for falling asleep in her class. Um, but I just could not fall asleep the night before. I, I, I don't know why, but, um, something that I've noticed for experiencing this is I always get frustrated when I can't fall asleep, especially when I want to, but I tend to feel very defeated. And I think only other insomniacs will know what I'm talking about, but I feel very defeated those nights that I can't fall asleep, and uh, I, I stay up pretty much almost the entire night to the point where I'm able to watch the, the sky slowly get more and more light out, and that's, that's when I realize that, you know, I, I failed, and it technically is the, the new morning, and I just need to give up uh, my, my plight. Um, I always feel very defeated on nights like that because I just, uh, I just couldn't fall asleep. And then there are, of course, those nights that I purposely, uh, avoid sleep or put off sleep. I remember, you remember going to movies, everyone back in pre-COVID times. Remember going out to the movies. Um, but I remember going to midnight premieres and 2 a.m. premieres of Star Wars and things with friends and getting out of the movie theater around 4 or 5 a.m. and, getting like maybe two hours of sleep and then going to work and uh just feeling so just completely wrecked like I think for someone who doesn't experience uh, insomnia or just not being able to fall asleep it's hard to describe exactly how you feel but it's like the it's even worse than a hangover I think it's like a sleep hangover where you're just so tired and that feeling where you're just trying to find a place where it's like, maybe I can fall asleep in this chair. Maybe no one will notice if I just if I just close my eyes for a, a few uh, minutes. But I would say my personal insomnia issues actually uh, got really, really bad. Um, this past summer um, into the fall, and I actually uh, went through a period of time where I wasn't sleeping for days at a time, um, my record is 72 hours. And by that point, when you don't sleep for 72 hours, your brain begins to do weird things. And I think that's that's something that, you know, as a kid, you don't really understand that. Like, I remember as a kid, I hated going to sleep, and I hated having a bedtime, and I, I just hated it so much. Um, kind of, I guess, fear of missing out, I suppose, or you know, I am maybe I was just a nosy child, probably. I'm a nosy adult, but um, I hated going to bed. But you know, you, you don't really realize how much your body needs sleep until you you can't get sleep, and then you see kind of why your body needs sleep because your body does weird things when it can't get sleep. And for me, not sleeping caused me to kind of hallucinate a little bit. Um, I also remember a a time in college, too, I didn't sleep for 72 hours. Um, That was on purpose, though. I I tried to keep myself up just because it was final exams, and I had papers due, and I I couldn't go to sleep, and I remember hallucinating Um, people being in my room that weren't actually there. So when you say, you know, that you need sleep, this is not just, oh, you need it, it's good for you. No, you actually need it. Your brain needs it. You need to sleep. It reminds me actually a lot of that um i don't know if there are any orange is the new black fans listening to this podcast but um there's that character arc with red where that horrible guard doesn't let her sleep and uh yeah everyone needs sleep it's it's very cruel to not let anyone sleep but for me my insomnia um you know got really really bad this summer and fall And then I started taking um, melatonin and other sleep aids and trying to get on a regiment so right now I'm about to detail some tips for how I help my insomnia and also just some things I would avoid things that I do sometimes intentionally and sometimes unintentionally that exacerbate my insomnia so without further ado here we go how I help make sure that I go to sleep Um, something that I try to make it a rule about is I try to put away screens um, an hour before I know I want to go to bed so staring at a screen staring at light um, is really really bad for uh, your sleep I don't know exactly why, I'm sure an actual medical doctor could explain it better than, than I can, but for me, the light from screens really really keeps me awake um, and it gets my brain very very active. So I try to put away all screens before, about an hour before I envision wanting to go a be- go to bed. So for me that's about 11, 11pm 11 is my sweet spot, that's my hour that I try to put away my screens. It's actually, it's been really advantageous recently um, because for the past about four months, I used to keep my cell phone right next to my bed on my bedside table. And that was just so bad for me because when my phone was right there, whenever it would vibrate or make noise or um, light up, I would always look at it. Even if I was just about to fall asleep, I would always look at it. But I've actually been putting it across uh, the room from me. Um, and I set my alarm on my phone, so it's actually been advantageous for, for two reasons. One, because I it no longer is next to me. I no longer look at it before going to sleep, um, and it's no longer keeping me awake. And two, it actually helps me wake up more in the morning when I hear my alarm uh, ringing and I actually, actually have to physically get out of bed to, to turn it off. So that's something I do. A lot of people say that total darkness Um, is the key for them to go to sleep. For me, I think it's about whatever makes you feel most comfortable. I don't like sleeping in total darkness, and when I was dealing with my sleep issues um, this past fall, uh, you know, people were saying, oh, you need to sleep in total darkness, and that just freaked me out. Um, So I keep a light on, which is not the same light that's in my ceiling, which is like a really harsh fluorescent. Um, I have like a nice uh, light that's next to me that has just like a really nice soft light bulb in it so the room is kind of bathed in like a very dim like yellow warm light and it, it does make me feel more calm i could never sleep i just can't sleep in total darkness it really freaks me out um so whatever makes you feel most comfortable that's really the ideal way to go to sleep you cannot fall asleep if you don't feel comfortable I should do a separate episode just on how much I like caffeine, and uh, I feel like there's part of me that maybe even is kind of addicted to caffeine, (laughs) which is, you know, I feel like when you say addicted to caffeine, you immediately start thinking about that scene from Saved by the Bell. Um, it's not like that. It's just sometimes when I don't have caffeine, even for a day, I get headaches, which I know is bad. but I have to make it a point that I have to stop drinking caffeine. I can't have any caffeinated things uh, past 4 p.m. That's something I've had to stick with myself. I always used to drink like a lot of like Diet Coke and stuff like that at, at dinner. No longer. I can no longer do it. Um, so I try to stick away or keep away with the carbonated beverages and the caffeine. And I stick to water. Um, also, I guess it's... It, I, I do drink seltzer water, which I'm trying to get into. It's it's difficult, but I'm trying to get into it. So I guess that is carbonated when I think about it. Um, but just trying to pay attention to what you're putting in your body, I think, is really, really important. Um, I don't know. Whenever I eat, I kind of feel more awake. So I'm also trying to limit the amount of snacks I eat uh, prior to to going to sleep or to to kind of getting into that sleep state. Um, I've been trying to read more before I go to bed, just because that kind of makes me feel a little bit tired when I open up a book and I actually try to focus on something. It makes me feel very relaxed. And the other tip I want to say is that I have been using a lavender lotion. Um, so I read online once that lavender actually um, helps you feel more relaxed and calm, and it really helps you uh, go to sleep. So I put lavender lotion um, on my hands and on the soles of my feet uh, before bed, and that also just kind of helps to get me into that sleep state, helps make me feel more relaxed and, and more calm. And in addition to all of that, I have been uh, taking either Tylenol PM or Melatonin. I try to switch it up every day. Um, But I do take that before going to bed because I feel like I need that extra boost. Um, And those are all things that you can get um, over the counter. A Tylenol PM actually works really well for me because typically after a long day, um, I do sometimes have like a tension headache. So it also works for two purposes. It kind of helps relieve my tension headache and it helps me go to sleep. So those those are some things that I found really helpful in dealing with my insomnia over the past few months. In addition to all of that, um, I want to flag some things that I found has really exacerbated my uh, insomnia. Um, And one thing is I used to watch a lot of Netflix and a lot of HBO Max prior to going to sleep. And I would always say, okay, one more episode and then I'm done. Well, unfortunately, Netflix and HBO Max both have that feature, um, which you all have probably seen, where it will play the next episode or it will start to play the next episode. Um, so it's, it's really hard for me to not just want to watch the next episode. And I think in a way, our brains are conditioned, you know, after a cliffhanger to want to know what happens next. Like, I remember when I was younger, I used to read R.L. Stein's Goosebumps books quite a bit. And I would always, um, have this deal with my parents where I would say, oh, I'm going to read until the end of the chapter. But if you're a Goosebumps fan like me, you know that each chapter, or pretty much almost every chapter, ends in this really big cliffhanger. Like, oh, he turned around and the monster's right behind him, or he turns around and he sees a snarling dog blocking his path or something like that. So it was really hard to end on that cliffhanger, and I actually remember, you know, that was around the time when I was reading those books that I started to to notice I would be lying in bed just wondering, I wonder what I wonder what happens next. So, on one hand, good, I was interested in reading, but on another hand, bad, it didn't really get me into the state that I needed to to be in to have a really good, solid night of sleep. So, tried to eliminate that cliffhanger sensation. (laughs) Try to do some relaxing things. So as I said, I've been reading lately or anything you want to do that you find relaxing. A lot of people have recommended a sleep cast to me or some peaceful meditating music. Um, I tried the sleep cast. It's not for me, but again, I wanted to plug it just in case maybe you find that it will be helpful for your insomnia. Um, There are a lot of relaxing things uh, you can do. One other thing that really hurt my sleep was um, early in COVID times when I was doing a lot of Zoom and virtual hangouts with people. I'm still doing it, but I've had to move things around because I find when I have late night Zooms, even when after we say goodbye, I feel like I'm on a high, especially when I've just been talking with my friends. I feel like I'm on this really big emotional high, and I don't want to... I don't want the night to end. And I get it. It reminds me a lot of, you know, when I used to do a lot of comedy in DC, I, I would go to a show and then I'd be with my friends and then we would always always say, oh, let's get one more drink or let's just go to one more bar or let's do one more set at another show. You know, I would, we would always have these like kind of high octane uh, nights out where we would kind of fuel each other's Uh, adrenaline so similar things are happening now with these zoom calls where I'll sometimes have these zoom calls that start around 10 and they will end around 1130 and even though that's usually the time I start getting ready for bed I have to say okay like I have to calm down but it's hard to calm down when I'm just so excited uh, to to see people that I love and people that I like to be with so I've had to reschedule those for earlier in the evening Similarly, I play Dungeons & Dragons, because that is the type of thing I like to do. Um, and you know, sometimes those games can go really, really far into, into the night. So just trying to, again, after games like that, try to unwind and do something relaxing has really helped me. Because I find it almost impossible to go right from the game into bed. It just, it, it does not work. I've also been fine, I never used to do this before COVID times, um, but I've recently found that I don't sleep well when my bed is a mess. Like, I used to be able to do it. I never made my bed, um, but now I can't do it. It just, it doesn't feel right to me, so I make it a point every day now to make my bed, um, and I, I say I make a point to do it because it doesn't always happen, but I do find that when I don't do it, my sleep is disrupted. I just kind of like getting into, like, a clean bed. I've been changing my sheets. I used to do it, not as often as I'm doing it now, but I, like, change my sheets and I make sure that I have on fresh pillowcases and that also really helps me go to bed. And I do find that the nights that I don't do that, my sleep is, is disrupted. Those are some tips that I have, but for my fellow insomniacs out there, what do you do? What tips do you have? Do you find that you sleep better or worse based on doing several things? I would like to hear from you, so luckily this podcast has a comment section. Please drop a comment and I'm eager to to hear about your routines. And that is it for this episode of Now Entering Dreamland. This podcast is available on nowenteringdreamland.com. New episodes come out every Sunday. So... I can only recommend that you subscribe to get the latest episode in your inbox, but if you don't like subscribing, you can just go straight to www.nowenteringdreamland.com and you can check out all of the episodes that we have, along with some other resources like my dream diary and a glossary of sleep terms. I'm actually going to be updating my dream diary very soon because I had a really big, and long dream last night that has taken some time to transcribe, so keep on following for updates like that. I also just wanted to take a moment to say that season one of this podcast is winding down. I am planning out what to do for season two, Um, but if you like this podcast, if you like talking about dreams and sleep, and if you like hearing these interviews, please check us out. Keep on listening, and also, perhaps, refer a friend. You're now leaving Dreamland, but we'll see you next time.